What's up, what's up, it's your boy Philly D coming in with the hot takes once again, you heard? Alright, uh, let's go ahead and get started, but uh, before we do, I'm going to be very brief because I got stuff to do. <laughs> uh, you got a job. Yeah, I got a job, but anyway, um, I'll go ahead and drop some of my work that I've been doing. Uh that car um i am doing a weekly newsletter slash recap on the uh on one of my featured postings that will be coming out every week about the okc thunder uh one will be coming out tomorrow uh i am also going to be doing a uh free agency targeting for the very Vegas Sports Daily for the Las Vegas Aces, as well as another story on Terrence Ferguson and what he means to the OKC Thunder, as well as another piece on uh, Kenneth Reed and how his energy is going to affect the Houston Rockets going forward. But uh, back to your regular scheduled programming. Let's go ahead and get into it. What's first on the list, uh, Phil? Dang, man. First of all, I almost went to sleep because you was over here just saying a bunch of words that I really don't care about. But it's shout out to all the people out there that do care about your work. Secondly, um, let's just start talking about these Lakers real quick. Yeah, shake your head. Let's start talking about these Lakers real quick. And the narrative that ESPN, Fox Sports 1, and the mainstream media, oh, it's like Alex Jones, is putting out there. Uh, towards uh, you know, uh, uh, the popular Los Angeles Lakers. When I say popular, I mean like popular in LA. Because I don't even know if LeBron fans really like the Lakers right now. Um, but you know, if you listen to like you know First Take and you listen to like you know Undisputed, all you hear is them say, "Oh my gosh, Lakers! You know they might blow it up. Uh, Luke Wall needs to get fired." This, that, whatever. They're 5 and 10, 5 and 11, depending on when you heard this uh, podcast. They keep saying these things. And every time they say these things, they're like, you know, it's LeBron James with, with LeBron James not playing, you know. Just like in Cleveland, when LeBron James didn't play, you know, the team imploded. The team's imploding when LeBron James does not play. The team cannot win. But that is not the case. That is not the case whatsoever. They always say without LeBron James. But guess what? What, Phillip? Some of the games, they didn't have Rondo too. Not some of the games, most of the games, actually. Some of the games, they didn't have Kuzma. Some of the games, they didn't have JaVel McGee, their starting center. Some of the games, they have not had Lonzo Ball, who was legitimately coming into his own for the season when he turned his ankle. The narrative, okay, so for uh, the Lakers to be on TV as much as they are, and for the California and Los Angeles fan base to be as big as it is, just because you're in Dallas and you don't care doesn't mean anybody else does not care. I'm just saying, the narrative that they're putting out there on these on ESPN is completely wrong, and it's not even like for, it's such a 24-365 news cycle spin they put on it because they don't have anything else to talk about that it's like oh it has it's all lebron james all lebron it's not all lebron james what is that five three no it's like four or five of their top five players have been out some point during this run when lebron james has been injured with the groin but they only say lebron james they don't say anybody else that lonzo uh paul george backup you know starting dynamic can be easily one of the best starting backup point guard dynamics in the NBA. But throughout this whole entire 10-game streak, or 10-game run, I would say, one of them has been injured the entire time. You know what I mean? What it do? There are a couple teams in the West that you cannot say that they, or that you can definitively say, I would say, that they could not beat. Um, now, 
after you got past that like adjustment period of like LeBron James not being on the court for like the last like for the first like three, four games, uh the Lakers, if you watch them, were playing worlds better because they adjusted to playing how they should be playing. You know what I mean? That's why they go in that's why they were going to the overtime games and that's why they're like actually competing against good teams because uh they were kind of coming into their own, but then their starting point guard goes out with an ankle injury for four to six weeks. So in a starting point guard that was putting up good numbers, 18, 8. The game he, the game he uh, injured himself in was like in the third quarter or was in the second quarter, and he had eight points, 11 assists already. He was, if you were looking, Lonzo was already starting to do his thing, and then Lonzo and Kuzma automatically plays better when he plays with Lonzo. Automatically. So, before I was so rudely interrupted by the man who was afraid of his barber, clearly, um, the Los Angeles Lakers, they have the ability, or they had the ability without LeBron James to at least be able to make some noise against some good teams. But that is not being, that is not the narrative that is being uh, put out there to the world by ESPN, Fox Sports 1, so on and so forth. It is not a good thing. I don't know. It's another reason why I just hate the 24-hour news cycle of sports because they just come up with nonsense. But, you know, LeBron James, because, like, this Lakers team is not the same Lakers team or it's not the same uh, kind, of, kind of team that LeBron had when he was with, when he was with the, 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 the Cavaliers. We looked at Cavaliers, and Kyrie was the only one playing. Kyrie was the only legitimately good player they had. The only one. This Lakers team, Bernie Ingram would be good, or much better, I would say. I would say he's pretty all right now, but he would be much better on a team without LeBron James. And that is not debatable. Anybody who knows basketball knows that would be the case. Kyle Kuzma, yes, his game is one-dimensional. He's a scorer. Yes, he should be coming off the bench as a sixth man because his game's that one-dimensional. But he is really he is good at what he does. Lonzo Ball, he is good at what he does. Finding the open man, finding teammates, pushing the ball off the court. That is, he is good at what, at what he does. JaVale McGee, okay. That's where I'll stop, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Rondo, good at back a point guard. Michael Beasley's been playing like a good role player right now. And it's, it's, it's fun to watch because, you know, if anybody was a fan of Michael Beasley around 2008, his one and done year at K-State, and, you know, his first year as a Miami Heat, you know, you know what Michael Beasley was at least at one point capable of doing. But, you know, he's not capable of putting up numbers that he was projected to put up now. But it's still a fun thing to watch, you know, a solid lefty go to work when he gets to the rim. And, you know, I know James Harden is that solid lefty, but, you know, Michael Beasley and James Harden play a completely different game. But they both lefties, though. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But, yes, this is, this Laker team is not like um, the Cavaliers team that LeBron was surrounded by. This Lakers team has actually, has actual I should say, good individual players. The Lakers, oh my goodness, the Cavaliers, I should say, had one, and that is it. And that is why the record was like they won zero games to what it was without LeBron James. It's just something different out there. I was just watching uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, they, they are in the worst possible spot in the NBA. And when I say the worst possible spot, they're in that limbo spot, that purgatory spot of, like, good and bad. They're just right in the middle, and that is a spot you definitely don't want to be in, and that is a spot you should not be in. When you have Andrew Wiggins, when you have Carl Anthony Towns, and, well, that's actually it. When you have two good players like that, that is not the spot you should be in. This past offseason, they paid Carl Anthony Towns a boatload of money. He got the max contract. Andrew Wiggins got overpaid. <laughs> definitely, definitely got overpaid. 
He is good. Andrew Wiggins is good, but he's so nonchalant. You were watching the game the other day when they were playing the Lakers. Yes, they put numbers up on the Lakers. Andrew Wiggins was out there doing his thing. But Chris Webber, when he was commentating, he even said it. Why is this man so nonchalant? If he wasn't so nonchalant, if he didn't play... Uh, uh, if he didn't play as if he was playing so carefree, he'd be out there doing big things. Aggressive. He almost put JaVale McGee in a body bag. Where? In a body bag. He could do that all the time. If you've been watching his, if you've been watching Andrew Wiggins since, what, high school? Who, by the way, has one of the most underrated who makes takes of all time. If you've been watching him since then, you know. A lot of times, Andrew Wiggins, when he gets to the rim, he might miss our first one. But his second tier jump, his recover bounce, is one of the most amazing recovery bounces I've ever seen in my life. And just so you know, when I say recovery bounce, I'm talking about that initial jump. He gets to the rim. Hits him with that spin move he's always doing. He jumps off the spin move. He lays it up. He misses it. He comes back down. Boom! That second jump, he's low-key just as high as he was that first jump. It's crazy. That's the kind of bounce he has. And that's athleticism. That's the kind of athleticism that he has, but he does not use it ever. Or I won't say ever. He just needs to use it more. If I'm noticing this, and Chris Webber's noticing this, and the NBA TV crew is noticing this, and the TNT crew is noticing this, clearly something has to change Andrew Wiggins. Your potential is through the roof. But sometimes you're too lax. You have a good skill set. A raw skill set sometimes, but still a good skill set. Use it. Harness it. Harness it like Goku does the Kamehameha. Harness that power. And you could be so good, man. It's wild. I've been watching you since you came to Kansas, or since you were like a high recruit to come to Kansas. That's when I got put on. And the same problems I saw with you then are the same problems I'm seeing with you now. Chris Weber said he, he doesn't think that you can coach attitude. He doesn't think you can coach aggressiveness on the court. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think uh, life experiences, uh, things that happened to you on the court growing up, you know, people dogging you and, you know, a certain mentality you have, I do think you can't coach that. But I think there are certain coaches out there that can bring it out of you. Certain people out there that can bring it out of you. I don't know if Andrew Wiggins has that kind of, you know, crowd around him. I don't know if that's the kind of entourage he surrounds himself with, the kind of people that can bring it out of you. Lonzo Ball, his rookie year for sure, that was one of the, the knocks against him. Oh, sometimes Lucky's plays so nonchalant. Sometimes he plays, uh, sometimes it looks like he plays, you know, so laxed. But at one point, LeVar was like, he needs a coach to get into his face and pull it out of him sometimes. He needs a coach like that. LeVar said in high school, his coach wasn't like that at Chino Hills. But LeVar was on, on the sideline every game, being that guy to pull it out of him. So it can be coaching you. It can be pulled out of you. But it depends on the kind of individual that can do that. And I don't know if Andrew Wiggins has that around him. Uh, I know he had a brother. that See, his brother played hard at Wichita State. His brother played really hard. But I don't know if his brother's the one to be able to do that. I don't know if Andrew Wiggins is, you know, I know his mindset. I know him personally. But I know it's troublesome that issues that were obvious um, in your game six years ago or whatever it was, or not even six years ago, that was like four years ago, are the same issues 
right now. I'm not quite sure if that's a fantastic thing. But right now on the podcast, uh, we have Levi. We have Levi. He just showed up. You know, Levi, what's, what's the dealio? Uh, I was going good, man. You know, I'm just over here talking on the podcast. You Are you recording? Are you recording? All right, all right, all right. What's the hell? All right, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Levi. I was just talking about right now by myself. I was just talking about, you know, Andrew Wiggins and how Andrew Wiggins has that, like, nonchalant, like, relaxed mentality in the court and how, like, the same problems he had at Kansas, which was that, and not being aggressive at all times, it's the same thing you see when he's on the court right now. And if it's been, that's been, like, the same problem for this long, I'm not sure if that can be changed. Uh, What do you think? Yeah, I've been seeing the same thing ever since he was playing in Kansas. And he doesn't have that dog in him. What do you? Why do you think LeBron James didn't want him? Because he's like that was the speculation on Andrew Wiggins. Does he have that dog on him? Is he gonna come to the NBA and do what he's supposed to do? Is he gonna live up to his expectations? No, that did not happen. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he'll it's a good point. It's a good Towns. point. Le- Both of them. Nah, uh, but I think Carl Anthony Towns has a lot more of it than Andrew Wiggins does, though. I think. I think um, um, Carl Anthony Towns just didn't vibe well with Jimmy Butler. I think that's what it is. And like, if you looked at uh, if you looked at Cat during um, uh, when he was like Kentucky, looked at Cat before. If you look at the numbers that Cat put up, at least before uh, Jimmy Butler came, and then the numbers he's putting up right now, you can have an argue. You can say that Cat has that dog in him at least, right? I'm gonna go out there and just get at, at least get some. Numbers up, yeah. you know what I mean. Either when it comes to rebounds, and when it co- or when it comes to points. But Andrew Wiggins, no matter who's around him, clearly he don't got that dog in him. Apparently, you know what he I mean. He has skill, though. And I do that. He- you made a good point. Yeah, you made a good point of like uh, LeBron James said, "Get him out of here," <laughs> and that might be one yeah, of the reasons. You exactly. know what I mean? He's seen that. He's seen nah, that. I mean? He's seen that come. He was like, "Yeah, I don't want this guy playing next to me, and we're gonna spend our lottery pick on this guy." Come on. No way. But maybe LeBron maybe LeBron James could have been the guy to get maybe, it out of him though. Maybe. You're right. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I don't out. know. I mean, he got what he wanted. He got Kevin Love in the deal. In his prime. In his prime. Yeah. So Yeah. But he did yeah. you He got a chip out yeah. of it. And he did transfer uh he, Kevin Love. Like he changed his game a bit than when he wasn't. They gonna say the GMs did it, but it was really yeah. LeBron James. LeBron James is the one pulling the strings. You know I what know I mean? it, bro. I know he's the coach. He's the GM. He's the president of basketball. I mean, this guy does. He's not a very good GM so. though. Wow. Nah, man. He ain't a very good GM. He won a GM when Pat Riley was there, and he won two rings. All of a sudden, he went to Cleveland. He won one ring as a GM, but. You know, uh, he had one of the best ball handlers to ever play in the NBA. So he got dumb lucky yeah. right there. And then and then when he left or when he played, the team was trash. Absolutely you know what I mean? Trash. So, like, Cleveland, Cleveland is boo-boo right now. Like, boo-boo. And, you know, that's pretty much because they – because uh, whoever you want to say, probably LeBron James or the GM or whatever, they pretty much uh, centered their whole team to fit LeBron James' yeah. style. So when he left, they had nothing going for him. The Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, no one wants to go to Cleveland either. So like, the Cleveland Cavaliers won't be good for a long time unless they get some nasty lottery picks yeah, again. You, you know think, what I mean? Uh, Zion Williams coming up can change that. I, I hope he, don't hope go he doesn't go I really there. hope he doesn't go to Cleveland. I pray to God he doesn't go there. Hope. I hope he goes to the Bulls. Like, it has to be a Cleveland kid. It has to be a kid that's from Cleveland, that's been there all their life, like a LeBron James, to even get that. So they got lucky to get a LeBron James because if, if he – Yeah, they got lucky. Cleveland <laughs> trash, yeah. Like, no one's ever like – like Joe King Noah said, Cleveland, no one's ever like, I want to go on vacation and go to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland sucks, yo. Cleveland? <laughs> no, because I ain't trying to go to Cleveland because Cleveland's – because I, 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 I hear things. I hear things. You hear, you hear um, it. Oh. Yeah, I hear things. Cleveland's <laughs> boo-boo, you know? Um, so earlier I was talking about, like, you know, people on <clears throat> some, like, I was talking about, um, 
you know, like people on TNT and people on ESPN and, you know, different commentators and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just want to put out there, Shaquille O'Neal is like the TNT version of Paul Pierce. I can't stand TNT. I can't stand uh, Shaquille O'Neal's takes <laughs> on basketball, yo. His takes are so garbage. This man, like, his takes make him seem like he really don't know basketball. Like, his takes make him seem like the only, way, the only reason he was good at basketball is because he was the size he was. You know what I mean? Like, he got no IQ, it makes it seem like. Uh, now, I got to go back and look at, like, old Harvard classics to see what kind of IQ this man had. You know what I mean? Because right now, commentate, I'm like, oh, man, this guy really mm-hmm. dumb. Like, this guy really don't know basketball. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, he said one of those kind of guys that was so talented, he just didn't need, need, he didn't need to know good basketball. He, he just, like, survived the entire time purely based on his talent and his size. You know what I mean? I, I think I think Shaq's great, but I, mean, I don't know about analysts. I mean, can you give me an example? Can you give me an example, like, what he said to, like, that, that threw you off? Okay. Like, oh, guy, I mean, don't you play basketball? You know, that type of thing. I mean, he just loves – one thing, he just loves Kyle Kuzma. He loves Kyle Kuzma so much because he scores. But if you look at Kyle Kuzma, if Kyle Kuzma's not scoring, he's not getting no rebounds. He's not getting no assists. He can't play defense. He's a, he's a one-dimensional player, and that's all he has for himself. You know what I mean? Like, he, all he does is score. But he hates Lonzo, who fills his stat sheet up. I don't understand. Like, how do you like, – I don't know anybody who loves Kuzma and hates Lonzo that I like like the difference between the two is that as much as Shaquille O'Neal. And I think it's just like he's like score. Oh, video score, all kind of stuff. Also, when you think about Shaquille O'Neal with TNT, you never know about him because of his like takes. Yeah. You know about him because he eating hot he's chips. He's talking about barbecue chicken. You know what I mean? He's talking about some something he had in a different country or some something about food. Something yeah, shacking shacking the food yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never know him because of his Analytical uh, 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 takes on things. You know him because yeah. of his gimmicks. It, all you know him for is that kind of stuff. Before being a big goofy guy, falling in trash cans, and you know all that nonsense. You'll never know him for for the words that actually come out of his mouth. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I probably have to do my research on that. Watch some more Shaq, but I haven't watched Shaq on TNT in a minute, so I, I can't judge. I can't jump on. I can't Good. judge him on that respect. But. Uh, Paul, but you said something about Paul Good. Pierce. I respect. You said something about Paul. Come on, man. Paul Pierce, come on, Paul Pierce actually says some what? some good stuff. Yes, he does. No, he don't, man. I mean, Paul Pierce got the worst takes on ESPN. <laughs> he got the worst takes ever on ESPN. Yo. You talking about ESPN or the Jump? He was a guy. <clears throat> ESPN, the Jump. It don't even matter on ESPN. Oh, he was the guy who said he at one point. Coming out of college, would have taken Andre Drummond over Anthony Davis. What? That's what? all I need to say. Yes, he legitimately he said that. And, and Chelsea Billups looked at him like he was did he stupid. Classify why? I mean, did he say why? Yeah, he said why. Like, yeah, he definitely said why. You go to the internet on YouTube and look it up. I don't really remember why he said why right now, uh, but. All you know is he said Andre Drummond over Anthony Davis. If you watch Anthony Davis in college, there's no way you would take any. This man was on that Olympic team yeah. for a reason. There is no way you would take anybody over this guy. No did way. He see the championship game when he got like ten, almost ten blocks. Like, did he even see that, bro? Like, dude barely scored, and he was filling that stat sheet up, like dude, filling it up. Crazy. You know what I mean? I yeah, it was crazy. And, like, and that's all I needed to hear from Paul Pierce for me to think Paul Pierce was a real dummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and he's, oh, he clearly said some other things outside of that for me to, you know, continue on this uh, this thought process. But I'm just like, this guy ridiculous, man. So, yeah, Paul Pierce, shout out to Tracy McGrady, though, for having the real takes, having the great yeah, like takes. J- shout out to Richard Jefferson. Yes. Richard Jefferson got a lot of good Definitely. takes also. So, like, ESPN got a lot of players, not a lot, but they got a good amount of players that have, like, uh, you know, really good insight and really good takes. Not as much as, like, NBA TV and TNT, 
But you know they got a couple. They got they got they, they got a couple diamonds in the rough. You know what I mean? But Paul Pierce definitely isn't one of them. <laughs> Jalen Rose, by the way, shout out to Jalen Rose, the OG player analyst for ESPN, because he always had the good Kevin ones. Grant, Kevin Garnett, Jalen Rose, too, huh? No, Kevin Garnett's on um, Area Twenty One. Oh yeah, on yeah, TNT. yeah, he is on TNT. What's the point? Barely. Yeah, I, <laughs> he barely I'm TNT, bro. Like. When you when you think of a TNT analyst, you don't think of Kevin Garnett no. first. You probably think of who? Charles, yeah, Charles Barkley, Kanye Smith, Marty Sanders. You think of like Grant yeah. Hill. You think of Grant Hill and Isaiah Thomas before you think of Kevin Garnett. Well, I think those guys are NBA. And TV. those dudes, a lot of NBA oh, TV man. dudes do both. So there's just like some kind of contract agreement they oh, have man. where they can do both. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure if Turner owns NBA TV. But yeah, there's like some something in the contract second like because usually you see Shaq on both, Isaiah Thomas on both, uh, Grant Hill on both. Especially when they start doing like the player only yeah. stuff. Yeah, especially when we start doing that kind of stuff, you definitely see the people. Yeah, that's on true. Both. That is true. Um, <clears throat> yeah, 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 but you know, I'm, I just sometimes I just hate to take some of these analysts take, and you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, Levi, you got anything on your mind? You want to talk about? You want to talk about James oh, Harden yeah. a little bit? Oh yeah. Now, Mark, Mark, Mark. What do you want to say about James Harden? James Harden is going to get the MVP this year. He is. You believe that? If he continues, if he continues to play like he is right now, James Harden will win MVP. Wonder if Chris Paul comes back and his numbers go down. Would you still give him the MVP if he's not doing the same things he's doing now? That's the question. When Chris Paul was playing this year, they were losing. James Harden, while he's been on this tear, they have one of the highest winning records in the NBA. If I'm Chris Paul and I come back, I'm just like, you Mm -hmm. handle the ball and do your thing. Do your same thing you're doing and just pass me the ball for an assist. (laughs) I'm going to be a spot-up shooter. We're not sharing the ball like we used to do up the court sometimes. You do your thing, and I'm a spot, straight-up jump shooter right now. Spot-up shooter. Because, like, you doing your thing is winning. When we go for our thing, we wasn't winning this year. I mean, Chris Paul is not going for that. You know that. Chris Paul is a stubborn old man that's not going to let that happen. He like. He better or else he's going he to get hurt again. He likes to have the ball in his hand. And I think James Harden is cool with that. But also, he wants that MVP. So, at the same time, I'm thinking, yeah, exactly. He already said it. Exactly. He said he's trying to get another MVP. And I'm waiting for him to show out in the playoffs. That's what I'm waiting for. Him to show out in the playoffs and actually do what he does in the regular season. <clears throat> we know that won't happen. James Harden, he shrinks in the playoffs every year. Probably because he got no legs anymore. <laughs> he probably he probably yeah. honestly, I think his usage like he's playing the most minutes in the NBA yeah, right he now. Yes, he ain't gonna he ain't gonna have no legs by the playoffs come. He all he's never played the most minutes in NBA ever in his career, and he always goes to the um to the playoffs, and it seems like he has like no legs under him anymore. Yeah, you think that's gonna change now when he's getting more minutes? Mm-hmm. No, sir. He going to be struggling, yo. I hope he don't. Hopefully, but he will be. I mean, hopefully but he, he will gets be. rest before, you know, the playoffs. If they're in a good position to get in the playoffs. Hopefully, they he gets a little rest and let Chris Paul take off. And it's the he, West. Yeah. It's the yeah, West. It's they won't be in that good rest. You know what I mean? Especially when LeBron gets back. <laughs> did you see he, Do you see that that do you see that video of him working out with Bone Collector? Who? Bone collector that oh, the yeah, N1 yeah, mixtape yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. Who's it? James Harden. Yeah. Look, James Harden handle heavy though. Yeah. James Harden can handle yeah. that rock. Got you know what I mean? He do. He lefty, so it's like yeah. even worse. But the way the teams are playing defense against him now and turning him all the way and it's interesting. I've never seen I've never seen people adjust in defense like this much to where it's I don't know. Like he's doing, he's making people play defense in ways I've never seen before, and it's interesting to watch just to like see. But like, also, 
He be getting some of the weakest fouls. Oh, oh my like. goodness. The refs <laughs> you know do I mean? everything. You can just breathe on his face. They call him foul. Call him a foul. He fart on him. Foul. Mm. I don't think I've seen this many and one three-pointers Man, in my life. Me neither, bro. It used to be like random back, like, you know, when Kobe was playing. You know, he used to get a... Or like Jamal Crawford would yeah, get one yeah, exactly. so often. Or Lou Al Williams. You know, guys like that. But yeah. now everybody's getting away with it because of the foul calls. It's ridiculous. I'm like, and James Harden, I swear James Harden yeah. gets one every two games. He gets to the And one three. One every two games. Dude, he gets he to the free throw line like 17 times a game, bro. That's ridiculous. It's, <laughs> it's really wild, though. And three or four times. It's really wild. From like, the three line. <clears throat> I mean, but, like, if you can do it, I guess, go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? If you're going to make your free throws, make your free throws. But, like, he he's, like, the only guy yeah. that can do it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I hope there's, not like, some young kid in, like, high school right now who, like, coming up, like, I want to play like James Harden because that's going to be trash to watch. You got five James Harden calling <laughs> the fouls, all kind of stuff, uh, extending their arms. Like, you a bum, man. I mean, we, I mean, sometimes we already see it, though. You know, uh, me and you played in a rec game. Not a rec game. Me and you played in, like, a, a, a winter league yeah. last winter. And we saw a dude who did the exact yeah. same thing as James Harden. That was Antoine. We played Antoine's against him. <clears throat> I'm like, man, you really yeah, practice, this man. He looked like him, It's too. just like, I but, <laughs> but, he, but he, like, you know, he out of his prime, of his uh, athletic yeah, career, yeah. that guy. Yeah. So, um... I really hope there's not some kid who's like fresh-eyed in high school, you know, trying to get yeah. to his prom, who gonna start playing like who try to play like yeah. James Harden. But I'm like, man, you ain't play like James Harden. You need to play. You need to play like. You need to play like. Uh, shoot, I don't know. <laughs> you need to play like somebody else who's not James Harden. You know what I mean? You need to play like a. I would say Andrew Wiggins. Nah, I'm like, no, nah, you cool. You need to play like you know if you offensively, man. You need to play like you know Paul yeah. George. Yeah, That's I like who I like. George. That's why I like Paul George having a nasty season. Kawhi yeah, Leonard. Game like him. You need to play offense like yes, these exactly. dudes. Pure. Except you see that uh that that three he shot over yeah. James Harden in yeah. the fourth quarter? Oh, that jump shot was short. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I was like that three, that little fadeaway three he tried to like, shoot. Damn. I'm like, Kawhi. <laughs> but get to the rim on this man. But Kawhi didn't have no time on the clock though. That's really yeah, what it he was. Had a He's had yeah, to throw something up. up. He's had to throw something How about up, Kevin Durant's I mean. game? But, you know, I mean, I would never tell somebody to play Kevin Durant unless they were, like, as athletic as him and, like, seven foot. <laughs> like, Kevin Durant can only play the game that Kevin Durant can play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't tell a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six person to play like, like Kevin Durant. Unless ever. Because you know, sometimes the only shots he gets, the only way he gets his shots off are because yeah. he's seven foot. Yeah, he's long. You know what I mean? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so, like, if I'm, like, somebody, if I tell, like, a normal person, like, he's not normal, but I'm just, like, a normal person, like, in the context of, like, NBA height, so, like, 6'4 to, like, 6'8, who do you want to play like? I'm definitely saying, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George for num- number one and two. Like, those, those are the games you want to yeah. play after. They can get to the rim, they can shoot the three, they can shoot the mid-range, and if they need to, they can, they can, they can, Get up on top of somebody and bang and on them. You know defense. what I mean? All those, and they can both defense. play defense. That's the most important key. Exactly, and they can both handle yeah. handle that rock like good. Paul George handled. Oh yeah, I nasty. Like Paul George handled really nasty. He real yeah, shifty. He, yeah, his setup moves are awesome, man. <clears throat> like when he's when when he <laughs> sets dudes. when he sets up his crossover, he hits a little step back on him. I'm like, ooh. That was so smooth, Paul. Why was this? Like, dude, like dudes, dudes don't look like they about to fall, but he gets so much separation from them that I'm like, no, nah, somewhere in their mind they like stumbled <laughs> a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, he be having the separation he gets is crazy. Like Kawhi Leonard don't really get that much separation, but his footwork's so good that like his footwork's so good and his like extension on his jump shot so high that it's like okay, he just gets it off. But Paul George really be getting, like, real separation by not doing, like, James Harden step backs, but, like, a 
two jumps to the right, cross between the leg, boom, boom, move, and then one step back, boom. Like, quick, smooth. It's wild, man. I'm like, hey. Like, Paul George's game is much oh, smoother yeah, than it, it used is. to be. I mean, he has to because that injury. And you got to change up your game a little bit. The, the motions, the way you move, and all that other stuff. Like, like D. Rose, your favorite player. He has to change his game, obviously, and he has. <clears throat> yep, and it's doing wonders yeah, for him. I don't know about that. I and about I that. wonder. He's doing good. He averaging like 19 games. Six man of the year. Six man of the year. Yes. Oh. I don't know how he. I don't know how he, he wouldn't be. Yeah, he should be six man of the year. I'll um, give it to Lou. Hey. No. Not again. Not again. He's getting the LeBron treatment for the six man. <laughs> and now uh, Eric Gordon, he had to start yeah. too many games this year. Um, hey, you, you watch, watch PU games? KU games? Uh, yeah, some of them. I watched it in the beginning of the season this year. I watched a couple games. Not 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 that's just this year. Oh, yeah, though. Yeah, I mean, like, overall, yeah, definitely, definitely over the past year. Do you know who I hate, bro? Do you know who my least favorite KU player of all time was? Selden. Was it Selden? Really? Yeah, Alexander. where is that guy? Where is he at, bro? <laughs> was he overseas? He just this man was a this man was a six eight center. Bro didn't even play. <laughs> I was just watching some of his highlights. I was just watching some of his highlights on uh, on YouTube, and this man, like in high school, he was good because he was like bigger than everybody else. But like when he got to college, this man was he had no jump shot. He thought he was one and done, so he came in with the one and done mindset. Because it was him and Kelly Oubre the same year. He had his own mindset. He thought he was that guy. He didn't really put up good numbers. He put up okay numbers, but they weren't great. You know what I mean? They weren't good. And then. He left after one year. I think he like went to like the um, D League or like something like that for the Brooklyn Nets. But then he never. He made like a couple games in the NBA. But now he probably overseas in Iceland somewhere, doing getting buckets. You know what I mean? Because he died in the league. I'm like, but in Kansas, bro, I hated yeah, watching that man play because he had he was so yeah, man. And he he wasn't like keeping his grades up. Like he couldn't get the books done. I mean, I'm like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. I mean, he was so he was so undersized, yeah. though. Like he imagine this: he a center going to the league. He the same size as LeBron James, the same size as Paul George. Those dudes, he the same height as those guys. But he, but he doing left hand hooks and right hand hooks, and it missed most of most of them. Did, did he even <laughs> have a jump shot? I, no, he had zero yeah, jump you can't shot. Get in the league if you ain't got, if you that small, bro. And you have nothing to offer on the offensive side. Why are you playing? Like, why are you trying to come to the league? There's no way you can get in the league. Cause in high school he was just dunking on dudes, yeah. man. Cause his arms yeah, was mad were. long. Yeah. His arms was dummy long. But like you know, I just I don't know that just kind of popped up in my head because I was watching uh, yeah, I was watching some like old KU highlights on YouTube. And he popped up, and I was like, oh, no, let me hurry and get off this. You know what I mean? I was I was not a fan of Cliff yeah, Alexander at all. Like, my favorite player was Ben, ben McElmore. Uh, my favorite key player of all time is uh, Ben McElmore. Paul yeah. Pierce, man. I, I love some Paul Pierce. You were, but were you watching Paul uh, Pierce? I watched his highlights in college, yeah. I mean, like, who was your favorite that you watched? Uh, eh, that's a tough one, man. Yeah, it's a tough one. Is it? You said Bill Macklemore. Ben Macklemore for sure. If Trey Burke didn't hit that shot from dummy deep yeah, in Michigan, we win a national yeah, championship that year. Ben Macklemore, Jeff Worthy, like Withy, Withy, Worthy, no, Withy for sure. Whitley, um, Whitley. <laughs> it's Withy, so, yeah. right? I think it's Whitley. Yeah. Yeah, tall yeah. white dude. Um, uh, play for the Utah yeah. Jazz for a little bit. Like, we, uh, like, that year he would have won a national championship, but Trey Burke wanted to go out of his mind, and, you know, that Michigan team was good. I guess that Louisville team that ended up playing. Um, but Ben McLemore, jump shot, pure. Yeah, he did have it all. Banging on dudes, had bounce. 
Ben McLemore has the best hoop mixtape of you all think time. So. I do think so. I think Ben that soundtrack hoop mixtape used to have the best soundtracks in the background, dog. The best instrumentals, <laughs> the samplers. Ooh. But like who missed not okay. Let me change that. Ben McLemore has my oh, favorite damn. hoop mixtape. But there were some hoop mixtapes. Before Ball is Life came on the scene, like really yeah. came on the scene, hoop mixtape was oh, yeah. doing their thing. Derrick Rose has a good move hoop mixtape. Who really put hoop mixtape on was Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings had a nice oh, hoop yeah. mixtape. Um this dude named Deuce Bello. I don't know if you remember him. Played at he uh was came out of North Carolina, played in uh played at Baylor, then he transferred, he got in the end of playing time. Okay. But in high school, dummy long arms like Kiff Alexander and was banging oh, yeah. on dudes. He came out like two thousand and eleven, maybe yeah. two thousand eleven yeah, from high school. Uh, Quincy yeah. Miller had a nice oh, hoop yeah. mixtape. Quincy Miller had a nice hoop mixtape. Uh there's a couple dudes who had a nice hoop mixtape, but my favorite personally was Ben McLemore. Uh but you know, hoop mixtape was Rocking from like 08 to like 2012, yeah. maybe 12, 13. You know what I mean? But then Ball's Life came by and knocked him out the water. And I'm not sure if who mixtape was doing anything anymore. You know what I mean? If you follow me on Instagram, they put up like old pictures and old videos of like 08, 09. Yeah. You know what I mean? They put up like guys like that. Uh, Ball's Life putting up stuff in 2019 man, right now. Crazy. You know what I mean? Because uh, Ball's Life is oh, nice yeah. though, man. A little nice highlight oh, yeah. tape. I mean, I, I wish I had one, man. I'm not gonna hey, lie. Man, to you, we man. can make you one. You can call them up, ask them to make on, you man. one. Come on, man. Come on, man. Make me a. Hey, man, you want to come to the Lawrence <laughs> Rec real quick and make me a, a baller's life tape? <laughs> I mean, like, come on, man. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, but like, honestly, if I ever have a kid, man, I got one goal in mind. We getting on Ballers Life. We getting on Who Mixtape. One. No, no. We not getting on Ballers Life. We get on Who Mixtape and we bringing them back yes, up. Sir. We reviving Who Mixtape. That's my that's my dream for my Same. child. The revival of Who Mixtape. <laughs> Be the the face of it. Greatest. The face of Who Mixtape twenty thirty seven or whatever dang, it is. Man, you <laughs> too far down the line. <laughs> Heck yeah, bro. FTK. FTK. You know what that stands for? What? For the kids. <laughs> for the kid. It's for the kids. You do what you do for the kids, dog. Yeah. 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 Like right now, we doing this podcast. Why? FTK. The, FTK. Yeah, FTK for the kid. For the kids. Levi, you doing your you you doing your job for what? My kids, my family. Exactly. FTK for the kids. Everything you do is for the kids. Right now, I'm in grad school at KU. Why? For the kids. We gonna be living large. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Everything you do past the age of 21. That's not like you know your own personal fun time, but like like your like your like your your, your life goals, your life um ambitions, like your job, your occupation. I guess for you. But in the but like in the long run, FTK for the kids. For the yeah. kids. Hey, I like that. Hey, F-T-K. that's dope, isn't it? I like that. I like that. Yep, like man. Two thousand twenty thirty-seven. We're gonna be FTK, old. man. So yeah, so FTK ball is life, you know, or FTK who mixtape. You feel me, dog? <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about, Levi? Anything else? Anything else at all? Uh. Uh, uh, Boogie Cousins coming back. Uh, do you think he can fit in this offense? Did you see him play? <clears throat> did yes. you see him play? I did see the. I saw the first two games. I do think that most anybody could fit into this. Yeah, offense. I think any. I think anybody <laughs> like could fit in that offense. Like they were giving him the ball, they were feeding him when he was getting open, when he was getting good position. I'm like, this guy, he's gonna be dangerous in the playoffs. Yeah, and you can't double Dang. off of him because you got and KD, can, you got Clay, yeah. you got Steph. He's a, like, you really – And he can again? pass the ball. Like, that's the crazy thing, bro. Like, he can pass the ball, so he's going to always find an open man, bro. So, that's scary. Hey, this playoff is not going to be fun. Yeah, maybe in the East Coast. Maybe in the East Coast because there's a couple teams. There's 76ers, the Bucks. 
Uh, who else? Who else is in the East? Uh, oh, Celtics. The Celtics. Celtics. In the Brooklyn Nets, if they're doing, if they're still doing, they could be dangerous in the playoffs if they make it. The, the Raptors. Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors. Yeah, throw them names. Okay. So let me get more specific. The NBA playoffs won't be fun for any team facing the Golden State Warriors. But it will be fun, you know, seeing other teams in the West play each other. It'll be fun for the East for sure. But the NBA Finals won't be fun unless the Raptors play. I think the Raptors have a legitimate chance to be Golden State. I think the Bucks don't really have a chance, no. I think the Celtics, I don't know. I got to see how the Celtics are looking at the end of the year to see if they have a chance or not. Because they've been, like, too, like, inconsistent. Yeah. You know what I mean? But by the end of the year, I got to see how they're looking. And who else? Yeah, oh, the 76ers. I got to also see how the 76ers are looking at the end of the year to see, you know, to feel how I'll feel against them and the, with, uh, going against the uh, Golden yeah. State Warriors. But, it, yeah, but I don't think the Bucs are going to make it to the finals. I think the Bucs have a chance to make the, East, the Eastern Conference finals, yeah. though. Yeah, I believe I do. that, too. The Bucs are that good. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. The, any place, look, Golden State playing against anybody and then going against certain people in the Eastern Conference or in the, in the finals overall, you know, it, there's a chance of being a very, very boring year of NBA playoff basketball when it comes to anybody playing the Golden State Warriors. So, if I'm being specific, that's really what I meant. Not like the whole overall playoff, you know, in general, is going to be, you know, boring. Yeah. So, you were right. You were right. My, my fault. My fault. I need yeah, more specific. That. Like, whoever plays the Warriors in the playoffs, 4-0, baby, sweep. It's over. Especially that AC. Yeah, but you know. <clears throat> depending who it is going to be. Maybe the Lakers. Maybe the Lakers going to be in that. Hmm, hmm. Maybe, but it depends on when all these injuries start, you know, not being what they are. You know, not me, not me. I heard um, But I said I heard you. <laughs> I heard you. Hey, but um, yeah, man, this is just a, uh, I don't know. Golden State, they're just not fair. I can't wait till this offseason to see if people take pay cuts or they leave. That's really what I can't wait for. I need Clay to leave. If Clay leaves, the whole thing implodes. Yeah, I wouldn't say implode, but a little bit, you know. It implodes. You can't replace Clay. Yeah. Like you can't replace KD or Steph either. But like what Clay brings to that offense is like yeah. different. Because Clay doesn't need the ball in his hand. Like, he takes like one dribble at most. Or like no yeah. dribbles, you know what I mean? Like Clay does not need the ball in his hand to be effective on offense. And he plays the best defense on the team. Yeah. Outside of Draymond Green. You know what I mean? But guard-wise, he plays the best defense on the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you take him off, the whole thing implodes for sure. Um, so I'm wondering how much money people are going to put up for him. Or if he's going to take a pay cut and stay with Golden State. I hope he does he's not take to. a pay cut. But Clay Thompson seems like the kind of, the kind of guy who's going to take a pay he cut. He does, bro. He loves, he loves Golden State. And his dad is a huge fan of the Lakers. And I'm hoping that he convinces his son, Clay Thompson, to come right to the Lakers. <clears throat> because Yeah be That nice. would be nice Exactly Showtime baby LeBron James Clay Thompson Whoever the hell They have They have enough room To get three max players Clay Thompson Can be one of them LeBron James Of course And then Whoever else You know Whoever else wants to come to LA Maybe Kyrie again hmm? Kyrie No 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 I don't think they need that I think they need Lonzo Ball. You think they need Lonzo Ball? They're gonna Lonzo trade Ball. Lonzo Ball. I'm sorry. Yes. They're trading that guy. No, no, gonna... no, no, no. Lonzo Ball, man. Ball movement, strong IQ. LeBron James loves playing with Lonzo Ball because Lonzo Ball has a crazy high IQ, and in Lonzo Ball, his court vision is like ridiculous. Is. So you, for for a guy like Klay Thompson, you want a guy who can give him the ball where he wants the ball. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, Kyrie. He's more, like, score-centric. You know what I mean? He's like, score, 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 yeah. then pass the ball. With Alonzo Ball, LeBron James doesn't have to be running the point and be the main facilitator of the ball. He can just, like, start scoring more, hopefully. 
And then, like Clay Thompson, he can just be getting the ball where he wants to get the ball because Lonzo Ball is unselfish enough to do that exactly. for that to be the case. And then you could have, you know, Kuzma in there, you know, hitting the mid-ranges and hitting, like, the turnaround hooks and the running the hooks and all kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be a really balanced oh, yeah. team. I think if Kyrie comes, it becomes less balanced. Like, it's still, like, fairly balanced because they all still do different things. But I think it becomes less balanced for sure. Yeah, I can see that. But I, I can't. And also, I think they're just playing people. I think I think the the whole Kyrie could go to the Lakers. I think this is a play, a ploy. I mean, Kyrie does not want to go. Kyrie does not want to be that guy who left LeBron James to go back to LeBron James to win again. He wants to win by he wants to win by himself. Is that with the Celtics? Is that with the Celtics? I don't know. Yeah. Is that with the Knicks? Maybe. With KD going down there, it could be with the Knicks. Yeah. Now, what if Clay Thompson leaves? <clears throat> And KD leaves. And they team up? What? No, they leave. KD goes to the Knicks. Clay Thompson goes to the Lakers. This is a ridiculous hypothetical that won't happen. But what if that happened, though? And it's just Steph by himself. Steph and Draymond. Uh, They'll still be a solid team. But they won't be as... They'll be vulnerable, definitely. They'll probably be like a sixth seed or fourth seed. Steph's winning no more huh? chips. Steph's oh, winning no. no more chips. Yeah, he's definitely not, bro. He he needs those guys, but he makes it run. That's the that's the thing about Stephen Curry. He makes the train run, bro. He starts it up and gets it going, bro. <clears throat> he does make this look. He does. He is the conductor yes. of the train. Yeah. Right. He in the front. Toot toot. That is that is uh, Steph Curry. But we ain't got no box cars behind you. It's just you by yourself. You're not nope. much of a train, are you? So you're going toot-toot by yourself. Chooka, 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 chooka. That's yeah. all it means, right? You ain't yeah. much of a train. It's just you. He ain't no more chips. But that he won't happen him. because too many hypotheticals. Yeah. So if KD leaves, KD, okay, let's say if right. KD left, Clay staying. He stills. If, if KD left, no, if Clay left, KD staying. If they both left, Boogie stayed. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? That's a good scenario. That inside-out presence could oh, be yeah, that's deadly. A- but, so, like, no matter what, Steph is in a position to where, like, yeah, he's going to exactly. win no matter what. <laughs> Steph's going to win no matter what. He's going to be, he gonna be uh, feeling good at the end of the day no matter what exactly. himself. You know what I mean? Uh, no matter what no one else does or does on that exactly. team. Exactly. He's like, I'm still going to get mine. MVPs. Yeah. He's, he's still going to get his MVPs. He's still going to go down as the greatest shooter of all time. And he has a great coach in Steve Kerr. Some people don't like Steve Kerr because, you know, he took some of uh, the last coaches. Uh, def- yeah, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. schemes and offensive schemes. But, hey, it works. It works. Most people don't yeah, like exactly. Steve Kerr because they say anybody could go in that team and coach and do well. Yeah. And win. Yeah. You saw that? With Luke Walden went in. <laughs> he won a lot when he was getting the surgeries. Mike Brown, former coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, went in and won a lot of games. So what so everybody's like, okay, so C Crow went in there? Okay, he won a lot of games too. But what I do hear is that Steve Curry is like the alpha dog. Like Steve Kerr will get into a super a superstar's face and cuss them out. Like like a Greg Popovich. And he has a respect of players to be able to do things like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I do hear he's like that. But when it comes to X's and O's, no one really knows how he is. Because he doesn't, he doesn't really have to prove prove it. Because he has Steph Curry and then, you know, he had that 72-win team. And then the year after that, when they would have had to prove it, they got KD. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, he hasn't really had the opportunity to go out there and be like, I'm a really good coach, X's and O's and personnel, and this is what I do. You know what I mean? Brad Stevens to me is a bit overrated. So, and he's a he, he's a definitely an X's oh, yeah. and O's kind oh, of yeah. guy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But to me, he's yeah, overrated. He's, so. he's struggling this year, but I feel like he can turn it around for the Celtics. Um, you know, trying to initiate um, Gordon Hayward, and you know, trying to keep him in the lineup, putting him on the bench. You know, trying to get him in rhythm because that's his guy. You know, from Butler. As you see, he played. They almost won yeah. a championship in Butler, or did they win that championship? I don't think they did. 
Yeah. No, yeah, they lost yeah, to Duke. Yeah, my team, baby. Woo. Ooh, yeah, I remember that Cause, game. Cause he shot the half court. He shot the half. He shot the buzzer beater half court, and it hit the rim. Remember that? No, you don't remember that. Uh, I asked you a whole question. You just looked at me. Um, Crazy stuff, man. But here's the thing, though. In the NBA, in the NBA, I I think. I could. Bro, you sound like a robot. I don't know what you're talking about anymore, but whatever. Look, in the NBA, I think that being a coach, being able to control personnel is just as important as X's and O's. And I'm not sure how. Brad Stevens is when it comes to being the alpha dog, the guy who can take control over athletes who are getting paid millions. I mean, personnel control. I'm not too sure how he is when it comes to that aspect. X's and O's, okay, we get. But how are you when it comes to player dynamics? How are you when it comes to personalities? Because that's the thing that Steve Kerr tends to, you know, have under control oh, yeah. for sure. <clears throat> That's the thing. But also, you can make an argument that Mark Jackson got that in place before Steve yeah, Kerr even got that's there. True. But to maintain it at least, you know, to maintain it at least and get guys like Boogie, who was like, you know, he's only played a couple games, but he's known for not having, you know, the greatest of like relationships with different uh, individual players. And you got guys like Kevin Durant coming in, all kind of stuff. Like, he's had to maintain that, at least. You know what I mean? And they give him credit for that. But Brad Stevens, this is the first year he's had all these players come in and actually play and not get hurt who are contributing, who who, who, who can contribute big things to the team. You know what I mean? Who have big egos. Gordon Hayward, he wouldn't be in the position he's in right now without a big ego. We all know Kyrie got a big ego because he yeah, left LeBron. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, and now the young guys got an ego. Because they made it as far as they did last year without the other two yeah. guys. You know what I mean? Young guys being Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So how is he when controlling these egos, controlling these personalities? And right now, it doesn't look too great because of the position the Celtics have looked like they've been in the entire season so far. Yeah. You know and what I mean? They have Kyrie, you know, saying stuff to the media and saying he apologized to LeBron. So they're looking at him like, we don't need you. You know what I mean? We don't need you. We almost got to the championship last year. Yeah. We almost beat LeBron last year. We don't need you. So, you know, when you have Kyrie Irving saying stuff like that, and the young guys were doing good without him, and, you know what I'm saying, it, it could be a possibility that Kyrie Irving, you know, gets, you know, goes to the free agency next year, or he might, you know, just stay until he gets traded. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Hey, we all, <clears throat> and we all know Danny Ainge. Is not the kind of GM that just like will let you, the player, run him. Oh yeah, he will yeah, run exactly. you. He will run that ship. You know what I mean? He will get you out of town that quick. Because you can say Jimmy, quick. He will. Yeah, he will. He will get you out of out of town crazy fast. He has. He has a reputation yeah. for doing that. You know what I mean? Like loyalty is not Isaiah Thomas. Loyalty is not a thing named to him. He's like oh, we are trying to win, and we are trying to do the best things possible to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so if he wants Kyrie out, Kyrie's going to go. And if Kyrie is talking like this and, you know, he killed LeBron and all kind of stuff, then the age might just be like, no, nah, we got to get you out of here because you're going to be a distraction. You're a distraction for our young guys in this team. Because really, the core guy for that team needs to be Jason Tatum. The core guy. Oh, okay. The guy. Okay, gotcha. The man. Yeah. Jason Tatum. He needs to be that man for the Boston Celtics for years oh, yeah. to come. You know what I mean? And if you get him to be that guy, you will be you will go far for years. But right now, I think there's a, they're in a position that like who it's is Kyrie. that guy? It's Kyrie. Is, is it Jason Tatum? It's Kyrie, <sighs> man. It's Kyrie. Of course, that's the guy of the team. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Kyrie thinks it's Kyrie. But like, I I get the feeling that the whole team doesn't either think it's Kyrie or they don't want it to be Kyrie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just get that vibe from the team. Like, if Jason, I think if Jason Tatum was the guy, that no one would be, everybody be okay yeah. with that. But Kyrie, he's not just, because, like, Jason Tatum, he plays, but he doesn't, like, you don't you hear that much from him. You know what I mean? He plays, but he don't necessarily talk. 
Kyrie playing, he talking to the media, and he trying to be a personality and all kind of stuff. Relax. Yeah, he said relax. Play the game, dog. And they're all doing too and, and I think some teammates might think he's doing a little too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that, that would not be surprising to me whatsoever. If that was the case, yeah. Uh, maybe. I mean... I mean, he has to speak yeah. to the media, but he doesn't have to say all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I just called LeBron last night. And we made up and all that type of stuff. Just trying to put out stories out there, man. Like, come on, Kyrie. You're a distraction. You're. Yeah, man. You're trying to win games. You're trying to win games. Hey, about the... What are you doing, man? Talk about free agency. Talk about free agency when you can win free agent. <laughs> right now, you in a, you in, you in one of the best talented teams in the East. Y'all, y'all could go head to head with ball with the with Golden State, but you over here trying to put out distractions. You a clown for that, but whatever it is. So, all right, Leo, I get it. Let's talk about. Uh, I think that's it. Let me check my handy dandy note. Well, I think that's it. I think that's it also, man. All right, handy dandy notebook. Uh-huh. All right, man. You got um, anything you want to like put out there, uh, social media wise, all uh, kind of stuff. Hit your boy up on YouTube. I mean, yeah, YouTube too. Uh, fourth quarter legends Instagram fourth under slash legends um, and then also on Twitter fourth quarter legends hit me up and uh, you know we're coming out with some content next week looking forward to that how about you Phil man <clears throat> alright um, all the baddies slide to my DMs on Twitter it's uh, 65 wizard of mo and on Instagram it is 65 Phil Bill just slide in tell me what's up and if you're good looking, I'll say what's up back. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're not, then uh, I'm going to leave you on red. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I got a PG Anecdotes, my other podcast. talk about pop culture, uh, politics, things of that nature. Uh, PG Anecdotes on everything. YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and or iTunes. Um, depending on if you have an Android, you know, the whole dealio. Um, and with that being the case, you know, hey, this is Traveling Hoopers, we and out. we out. Thank you. Peace out.